Well, somebody say God is good all the time. So Shelly always gets up and she says, you know, God is God, God is good. And there's times where we talk about how the goodness of God is. And a lot of times people that either their belief system is that maybe God is a hard task master and he's waiting on you to mess up and throw a lightning bolt to, to blow you out of the water. You know what I mean? That's, that's not the God that we serve. Come on, somebody. That when you look at the Old Testament, there were consequences to that sin. But how many even know Jesus Christ on the cross to nailed the certificate of debt for him to take our sins, amen, and for them never to be imputed, counted against me ever again. And to me, when, when, when I think about how the goodness of God is, I think it's deeper and wider and it's more than we could ever possibly think or imagine. It's kind of like his love, and, and we want to begin to shift that. So in a new era, in a new time of development, in, in a new place that you're going to be able to be in, let's, let's get together on Wednesday nights. We're going we're gonna to watch the video. Then we're going to begin to break down into some smaller groups and be able to have some discussion. So um, if you're here on Wednesday night and you're running a little bit late because of work or whatever, that's fine. You just come on in anyway, and, uh, and we'll get, bring you up to speed. How many of you are ready for the word this morning? Amen? Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm excited this morning. We've been excited for, for quite a while when Mark and Cynthia were going to be able to be in town, and we heard they were coming, and we're like, okay, please, please, we want to we we have you come. Um, if you've got his bio, I'm just going to leave that with you, and you guys can read over that. But first of all, we did get our Ireland flag up since the last time that he's been here. So praise God for that. As you sow into them, you sow into a nation or nations because that's where they go and, and that's what they do. So um, I, I'm just excited to be able to, to turn it over to them today to allow them to minister as the Lord has. I know they've been praying and they've been standing in the word of God and, and they're ready and God's given them something for you. God loves you so much that he's spoken to them and given them something that they can sow and weave into your life for you to take with it. Is anybody ready to get something this morning? Oh, come on. You didn't hear me. Is anybody ready to get something this morning? Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to welcome Mark and Cynthia. And, and let's give them a great big warm Woodward, Oklahoma, Northwest Oklahoma. Welcome to Mark and Cynthia. Bless you. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to open up in prayer, first of all, and then hand it over to Cynthia, and then she's going to, you know, uh, speak for a while and then give it back to me. So, Lord, we just thank you, Father, this morning, Lord. We just thank you, Father, that you are here with us. We cannot do anything without you. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. We just thank you, Lord, that we are sons and daughters of God. We thank you that you've called us by name, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we rise up, that you have given us a voice, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we activate the voice in this house, Lord, in this country, Lord, for the sons and the daughters to rise up, to take their place in this nation. We thank you for the prophetic voices to rise up and to release the fire of God over the United States of America. We thank you, Lord. Lord, that we are entering into a new era with you, Lord, that we are stepping into the new things. We have expectancy to receive every good and perfect thing that you have for us. We thank you, Father, for this privilege this morning, Lord, to be with you in your presence. We give you all the praise and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we just want to say thanks so much to Pastors Eric and Shelley for having us back. And thanks, everybody, for coming this morning. We were with you in December, and we're so happy to be back with you again. And the Spirit of the Lord is here, and we are just so excited to share with you. Um, what the Lord has been doing through our lives and, and what he's been doing uh, since we saw you last. And, you know, we are sons and daughters of God. And Romans eight fourteen says, as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You know, we are sons and daughters of God and we hear his voice the voice of the spirit. And we're led by the voice of the Holy spirit. We're led by the spirit of God and we are sons and daughters of God. So we just want to share a few, I'm going to share a few stories and show you a few pictures of, of the Lord's leading and the Holy spirit's leading in our lives these past six months that we saw you last. And uh, God's been doing amazing things. We're so grateful and he gets all the glory for what he's been doing. It's been awesome. As you have sown into us, we have gone not only back to Ireland, but we've gone to Albania. We've uh, spoken spoken to Slovakian gypsies. We've just been so privileged uh, speaking at Brazilian church in Ireland. So I'm going to just tell you a little bit about that and show you some pictures. So back in January, after we left you, we went right back to uh, Dublin. And this is a picture of our church. Uh, it's not outside, but we were having a baptismal service. And this is a beautiful park in Ireland called Glendalough. It used to be a monastery and a, a beautiful place where people sought the Lord, but we're having an outdoor baptismal. And so when we went back in January, uh, we got plugged back into our church there. It's called All Nations Church. It's in the middle of the city of Dublin. It's rough. People walk in off the streets, high, drunk, you know what, but we just open our arms and love them. Like you guys do here at this place, people are open. They can walk in and they can feel the love of the Lord and get free and get set free. And so, you know, in, in Dublin city center is where the church is. Uh, we speak a lot of Sunday nights and help the pastor minister there. We also minister at the Bible school. They have a Bible school that meets twice a week. And so uh, we help minister there as well. And so uh, just the next picture there shows, I believe, a group of the girls. We were taking a hike up the mountains there that same day. That's not it, but that's okay. I'm going to tell you then in February, we went to a marriage conference in Mobile, Alabama, and that was Mark and I's first opportunity of being flown over to America uh, to speak at a marriage conference. We were so privileged and pleased. We've only been married five years, but it feels like uh, God has made up for lost time, and we just love being together, and we just had the privilege of sharing at this marriage conference in Mobile, and we saw marriages restored. We saw people set free. We just had a beautiful time. And I don't know if you have that. Oh, Mark's back there. He'll help with the picture there. But then in March, we were able to go to Albania. And we'd been to Albania last year. It was our first time to go to Albania. And we saw the great need. It was a beautiful country. It's, it's a Muslim nation. But uh, there are Christian churches there. And there's a church there in Tirana, Albania, that is on fire. They're having, they have a Bible school. They love the Lord. They're seeking God. So they had us come to teach Bible school for them. And we taught last year for two weeks in their Bible school. So we went back this year in March and we knew what to take. We knew what they needed because we'd been there. So we put it out before the church. We said, if you want to be a part of this, let's gather new clothes, new shoes. Uh, let's take the pastor's gifts and surprise us. Let's give money. I mean, we had uh, people give us money to bless the pastors and to sow into the pastors. And not only did we give them uh, two suitcases full of brand new things, uh, but we were able to sow into their uh, their church, which they are planting 
a, um, a, a Christian church in the middle of a Muslim village. And the pastors that live in Tirana, their parents live out in the country in this little bitty tiny town called Cayenne. And Cayenne actually means pray for rain. They have a similar climate that we do. They have to pray for rain as well. But they also are in the middle of a Muslim nation. So we were able to take money to sow into those pastors to be able to help build that church. And they're in the process of laying the foundation and actually building the church. And so these are some of the girls at the Bible school in Albania. Um, they're just precious. They, you can see they come with their notebooks. They come with their Bibles. They've got their coats on because it's cold, uh, but they're ready to receive and they're so precious. Um, we'll go to another one there. If you got another picture. These are, this is the pastor standing next to Mark, and then next to him is the pastor in the in Cayenne in the Muslim village. Uh, that's the the son the brother-in-law, and then off to the far right is the father of the pastor. And they were just precious. We had a a group of people come right here in this yard area for a small group where we were able to share the love of God. We prayed over them. The Holy Spirit poured out. We laid hands on the the pastor there that was is going to be the pastor in the Muslim village, and he just received just such an impartation of the fire of God, and it was a beautiful moment together. So we just love the pastors, and, and we love Albania. We love uh, Cayenne. We love that we're getting to sow into a Muslim nation and, and see what God's doing there. And these are the pastors, Pastor Tomar and Miranda, and they're just precious. When we brought those suitcases full of clothes, I had asked her specifically, what sizes do you need? What, what sizes of shoes? What sizes of clothes? Because she had been wearing some of the same clothes for over 16 years when she first got married. So this is them and some of their new clothes that we brought them. And they were so blessed and so thankful. Just a testimony from the Bible school there in Albania. One night I was walking down the stairs, and it's kind of an outdoor area uh, where the Bible school was held. There's an upstairs and a downstairs, and it's a little bit rough. So I was walking down the stairs, and I asked someone downstairs. I heard a noise, and I said, oh, will you turn on the lights because I can't see. So they turned on the lights, but one of the boys from the Bible school had actually gone down the stairs before me. He had fallen down the stairs and sprained his ankle. And so Mark came out. He said, what was that noise? I heard something. And I said, Tony just fell down the stairs. And so we laid hands on his ankle right then. We commanded his ankle to be healed and whole in the name of Jesus. And he got an immediate miracle. He started moving his foot. Uh, he said, the pain is gone. And even the next day, you could see the evidence. I mean, you could see there was a little bit of swelling, but there was absolutely no pain. I mean, God did a quick work in his ankle, and we just give him all the glory for that. This picture right here is Mark had the opportunity to go to a hospital. This girl in the bed, she was a drug addict. She was an alcoholic. Uh, she had scars up and down her arms, and uh, she was suicidal and depressed. And as Mark went in and shared his testimony about how God set him free from drug addiction and alcoholism, 
She said, I want to receive Jesus. So this woman right here in the hospital, this young, young lady, she received Christ. And then uh, this girl on the right, she went back the next day to check on her. And they had given her a Bible. And she said, uh, Mark said that the, the girl was sitting up in bed. She was doing great. Her mom was in the room. And her mom was actually reading the Bible that we had given her the day before. So we're talking about fruit that is remaining in these nations. And it is so exciting to be a part of it. Be a part of what the Holy Spirit's doing. Let's see if we can get some more pics up there. If we can, I'll just keep talking. It's okay. <laughs> we also, after our Albania trip, which was absolutely amazing, we had a wonderful time there teaching in the Bible school. And then we went back to Ireland. Well, we had the opportunity right in the middle of Ireland. Uh, there was a Slovakian gypsy Bible school. There's a community of Slovakian gypsies that have moved to Ireland that have set up in this town called Athai, and they have a Bible school. And so Mark and I were invited to come and speak at their Bible school. So we talked for a whole week and these guys were amazing you can see we are a lot taller than them uh, the Slovakian gypsies were small people uh, they were so much fun they would have us over to their home every night before Bible school we were eating huge meals of homemade food in their home and then uh, during the Bible school if there was a break on the Bible school class they would pull out their guitars and just start strumming their guitars and start singing and so it was a really interesting and beautiful culture so we were speaking English but it was getting translated into Slovakian gypsy, which was such a wonderful time. Uh, that picture right there that you just saw of all the girls holding out their hand together. When we were in Albania, uh, we also took uh, a bunch of rustic cuff bracelets. I don't know if anybody's heard of that, but my aunts and sisters and, and friends and family donated rustic cuff bracelets, brand new bracelets to take to these girls. And they just thought... I mean, they felt the love of God. They were so blessed. When we passed those out, one of the girls said, this is my favorite color, you know, just, just special little touches of the way the Lord not only met their needs physically, but spiritually as well. They were so happy. We didn't leave the boys out. Like we had little toothpaste for them and little giveaways for the boys too. But they are just a precious, precious group of, of young adults there in Albania. In May, um, we had a men's conference Mark had been preparing for called Cave Time. And this was a group of, of men from America that came over. And uh, we'd been praying into this since we'd seen you last. And this was going to be a conference in the north of Ireland and the south of Ireland. Cave Time was all about men rising up and being mighty men in their home, being a wall for their wives, being a wall for their daughters, their sisters, for their community. And so they had a, a, probably about 400 men attend these conferences. So it was really miraculous to see these men set on fire and to be set free to be the men of God that they're called to be. So we had a wonderful time at the men's conference, bringing the North and South together there. And that was in May. And then June, my sister Sherry came over and we had a great time with her. And um, then we packed up and actually put all of our things in storage. We had a rent house over there in Ireland. We were living out in the country and we felt led by the spirit of the Lord. Those that are sons of, of God are led by the spirit of God. We felt to pack up all of our belongings, put it into storage and trust God for a new 
positioning when we get back. We're believing God for our own home and a base, a place for a base, you know, that we have in Ireland for ourselves to be able to host people, to be able to send out. And so we're really expecting about that. But, you know, when we're talking about... Um, uh, transitioning and uh, new era here, you know, and season changes. Uh, the Lord just put on my heart a, a story to tell you, or just a word of encouragement, really. But as I was meditating that and, and how we navigate in new seasons and we're moving forward and we're always advancing, that God's got us covered. In this new era that we've stepped into and the new doors that we've walked through, God's got us covered. And when I meditated the word covered, you know, the first thing that comes up is Psalm 91 where, you know, we think he's got us covered under the shadow of his wings. And how powerful is that, that God's got us covered. But when I looked up the word covered, there was another definition that really quickened in my spirit. And it was to aim a gun at your enemy so you can advance and move forward. So God has us covered in this season as all of us are in different seasons. All of us are in different seasons of life, transitions, moving forward, being led by the spirit. As all of us as sons and daughters of God are being led by the spirit of God, God's got us covered. He has his weapon aimed at the enemy and he's telling us, go, 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 go forward, advance, move. And we can be free to be led by, our, by the spirit of God because God's got us covered. And another, and the scripture with that was Psalm 140 verse seven. And it says, you've covered my head in the day of battle. And how many of us know we are living in a day of battle, but you know what? We're covered. We're advancing because we're on the winning t team. We're on the winning side. The battle belongs to the Lord, but he's already won it. And we are enforcing the victory. Amen. As we're moving forward. And then I wanted to share this other story with you about a bow and an arrow. And I know you've heard this before the analogy that we are an arrow in the hands of the archer, God, and as he puts us in his bow and he pulls back that bow, that there's a stretching that we feel. And sometimes we say, God, you know, I'm ready to be released. Release me, God. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do. And we get pulled back. But you know, those of you that are hunters or those of you that have used bow and arrows before, you know that there's really not supposed to be any tension in that arrow. All the tension is in the bow. And so if you've been feeling the tension of the stretch, you need to relax and rest and allow yourself to rest in the hands of the archer and know that he's got you, that you're safe and that the, the tension and the pressure is on him, not on you. And then there's a place that, that the, the archer pulls that arrow back and he pulls it back and back and back and he puts it right by his mouth. And that place is called the kiss. And there's a place of intimacy that God wants us to stay in. And he wants to pull us close and he wants to hold us close. And, and it's a place of intimacy. And then that arrow rests on, there's actually a place on the bow called the rest. And the bow sits on the rest. And so we as children and sons of daughters of God, we need to stay in a place of rest and we need to stay in a place of intimacy because God can see far beyond where we can see. He's got us. You know what? Just be encouraged this morning. You're at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Sometimes we think, God, what else can I do? What am I doing wrong? He says, stay in intimacy, stay in rest. 
Because you know what? He can see the big picture and he can see those things coming into alignment. And see, when he has you in the right place, you're in his rest, you're in his intimacy. Then when he sees the target come into alignment, he can release you and you're going to hit the bullseye every time. Amen. Amen. So let's stay in that place of intimacy. Let's stay in that place of rest. Let the tension be on him not on you. If you've tried to carry things in your own weight, it's time to let it go and be free where the spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom in Jesus name. And God's got you covered in this season as you advance and move forward. Amen. Praise the Lord. My wife is amazing. Brings the word of God, power and authority. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you know, um, we're, I'm originally from Dublin, um, and we live just outside Dublin in Ireland. And uh, Conor McGregor lives in my hometown, you know? You know, Con- you know Conor McGregor, who I'm talking about? Okay, he's, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's fighting um, Mayweather in a few weeks' time, so he's a boxer. And um, it's pretty prophetic that our church in Dublin is actually moving into a boxing arena. The same arena where he used to box and fight, you know. So we take that as a prophetic sign that we are fighting the good fight, you know. We're we're taking the fight to the enemy and we're fighting the good fight. You know, before I knew Jesus, um, when I was living in Dublin, fighting the good fight was something you did on a Friday night at half 11 after the pubs were closed, you know. So now we are fighting the good fight in the spirit, you know. So I still see that as a a prophetic sign that... um, we're stepping into the good things. And you guys here as well, you're stepping into a new era. It seems like God is doing something. He's moving us. God is moving us. He's moving us into a new place, a new position, a new place of authority for us to, to, to step into those good things that he has prepared for us. You know, and, and one of the ways that he is showing us how to do that is, is, is revealing things to us. And, and, you know, we need then the Holy Spirit to, to, to give us that that insight to give us, you know, uh, as the words are going forth or as the word is, is being taught in, in, in the, uh, the word of God, that we need the revelation. We need the Holy Spirit to illuminate what the word is saying. We need the, the Holy Spirit to make clear. So I'm going to just talk to you this morning um, for a little while on the Holy Spirit. I'm going to share with you just a little few things that, that, that I have learned about the Holy Spirit and how he has helped me, how he has helped us. To, to, to go deeper, to, to look for things deeper in the word, to go in and to dig, to, to, to go in and to, and to see things uh, further beyond what our own mind can, can take us to, uh, that he reveals things, he shows and he illuminates. In 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. We felt that freedom this morning coming in here. We felt that freedom as we walked in this building. Freedom. The Holy Spirit is here to, to bring freedom. To bring freedom to our own lives. To bring freedom to places that were locked up. And, and to bring freedom to, to things in us. Uh, chains that have kept us from moving forward. Chains of bondage or, or things in our minds. World systems. Things that we've been grown up with. Things that we have inherited. Things that we have learned through... Uh, certain books or movies or whatever we have been taught in school or um, culture or whatever, you know. The Holy Spirit wants to bring freedom, to break those things off us, to break those things and set us free. 
So with the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hallelujah that we're free. We've been set free. And he is bringing us to a new um, area of freedom. A new era. I love that. A new era. A new door, you know. Wow. This whole church is just, it's flowing. You know, the holy, look, even we're flowing in the same colors this morning. We've got, we've got the same colors on, you know. I mean, God is moving. God moves people and brings us into unison because he's a purpose. Um, we need the Holy Spirit every day for discernment, for wisdom, for encouragement, for boldness, to take us places, to take us outside here. When I prayed uh, a few minutes ago, I was talking about the sons and daughters rising up and taking the voice out onto the streets, to take the, the voice into the government, into the government realms, into, into the mayor's office, into places of influence, that we can bring this message, the message of the good news of the gospel, to make change. Because we are world changers. You are world changers. The Holy Spirit lives in you, ready to, 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 to be released, to make change, to bring freedom, to bring hope. To bring encouragement with discernment, with conviction. As you, as you preach the word, as you share the word of God, you're bringing conviction to people. The Holy Spirit's doing that as you're sharing the gospel. He's setting people free as you come around and, and just share the gospel with people. Wow, the Holy Spirit is so good. You know, and the Holy Spirit is the, the equal uh, part of the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, you know, there's no competition in the Godhead. When you pray to the Holy Spirit, you pray to Jesus. You, you pray to God the Father. Uh, you know, when you want to see who God the Father is, you look to Jesus. When you want to see who the Son of God is, you look to Jesus. When you want to see who the Holy Spirit is, you look to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is always bringing revelation of Jesus, always bringing you to a place of who Jesus is. The Holy Spirit is always testifying of the goodness of Jesus. He's illuminating who Jesus is in your hearts. He's making him real in you. He's making you real every day that Jesus lives inside you. If we didn't have a Holy Spirit, we'd be going on a memory of what we've learned, you know, on, on, on something I, I, I've, I've maybe uh, studied on or read about. Now, I don't know about you, but my memory <clears throat> is only very limited, you know, um, Names is not, you know, one of my great things, you know. Uh, so I can, I can lose memory of certain things very quickly. But the Holy Spirit is there. You see, the Holy Spirit is there to remind us of who we are, sons and daughters. That we're royalty. That we're a royal nation. That we've been set free. Who we are. The Holy Spirit constantly reminds us who we are. The Holy Spirit constantly reminds us of who Jesus is in our hearts. Who Jesus is in our hearts, he brings them alive. He brings pictures of who Jesus is to our minds. He brings revelation and scripture and, and you know, he brings things to our remembrance. That's one of the, 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 the ministries of the Holy Spirit is to bring things to our remembrance so we can remember. You know, Cynthia, when she loses keys or loses anything in the house, I'm not saying she does it all the time. I'm saying that when she does do something like that, she goes, Holy Spirit, where did I put that? Where did I put that? And immediately she gets a picture of where the keys are. I'm learning to do that. She's teaching me to, to, just to rely more on the smaller things that we, that we maybe sometimes don't include the Holy Spirit in every day. So I'm learning how to say, Holy Spirit, what is, you know, 
what, what clothes do I wear today? <laughs> but the Holy Spirit is there for us to, in, in the small things and in the bigger things in our lives. So I, um, in John sixteen seven it says, But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I am going away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And I was looking at this going, wow, you know. Here's Jesus, you know, telling the, the, the disciples, listen, I'm going to go away. It's, it's to my advantage that I go away. But they're probably scratching their heads going, hold on a minute. We're in the middle of, seems like, revolution here. We've got the, the Romans soldiers who are trying to round us up and, 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 and kill us. We've got the Jews who are calling us blasphemers and, you know, you're the only person, Jesus, who, who is with us. You're the only one who's, who's loving us. You're the only per- one who's, it seems like, is protecting us and telling us. And now you say you want to go away, and, but you say, it's to our advantage. How is it to our advantage? They must have been thinking this. I'm just, I'm just trying to think what they were thinking. You know, and Jesus was saying, no, 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 I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He's the comforter. He's going to comfort you. He's going to give you wisdom. He's going to give you peace. The peace that the world cannot even contain. The, the peace that uh, the world doesn't even understand. This is a peace that it's not like um, peace like uh, where there's no absence, the absence of, of conflict. That's not peace. This peace is beyond measure. This peace allows us to go through situations when things are rough, when things are tough. That we can walk through life. That's what the Holy Spirit gives. He gives us that peace to go through things. Bringing us through situations. And bringing us out the other side. And that's what he was talking about. It's to your advantage that I go away. It's to our advantage to have the Holy Spirit in our lives. To, to rely on him. For him to show us who we are. Who Jesus is. And what our future is. Amen. Um. So we need the intimacy of the Holy Spirit. We need, we need to have the understanding of, of the intimacy of the Holy Spirit and who he is in our lives. You know, when I look at the scriptures, I see that, um, that uh, the disciples were around Jesus all the ta- time. And they, and they witnessed some amazing things. They witnessed, you know, Lazarus being raised from the dead. They saw miracles happen. You know, they saw, like, blind eyes open. They saw... Lepers being healed, things that they couldn't explain, things that were not rational in their mind or in their soul. They didn't understand it in here. They saw the, uh, the might of, you know, the, 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 the storms being uh, quieted. They saw that might and power. They saw the power that Jesus used and the might. But what did Jesus say? He says, not by might or by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. It's by my spirit reveals things that, that don't equate in your mind. Because as the disciples saw the power and the might, you would have thought, wow, we're going to follow Jesus. We know exactly who he is. He's, he says he's the son of God. We, we're saying we believe him. We're going to follow him all the way. We're going to stick with him. And even if they say they're going to arrest him, and even if they say they're going to nail him to the cross, we're with we're even going to die for you, Jesus. We're going we're gonna to die for you. We won't let them take you because we've seen what you did. But what happened when it came to the cross? What happened when it came to that? 
It says the disciples were scattered. They were scattered. Now, why were they scattered? Why, were, why after seeing the miracles? Why after seeing all the power that Jesus walked in? Why after seeing all that did they scatter? Well, because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. They didn't have the understanding. Even when Jesus was transfigured, when they were when when uh, Peter, James, and John were 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 around on the mountain, and they saw Jesus being illuminated, they saw his his face being shone and, and his clothes as white as white. They saw Moses appear and Elijah, and Jesus said, as he walked down the mountain with them, you know, don't you know, don't say anything until until the cross, until the resurrection. And they were like, what? What are you talking about? What's the cross? What's the resurrection? What's, do you understand what he's talking about? No. Do you, James, do you, know, do you understand what he's talking about? They didn't understand. They didn't understand what he was saying. It was only afterwards. You know, we see that, that uh, the Holy Spirit came upon them in Acts 2 and they understood. Now, Jesus breathed on them and he anointed them even to go out in twos and and to lay hands on the sick. He anointed them for ministry in that time, in that purpose. And the Holy Spirit was with them. But it was only in Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit, on the day of Pentecost, it filled them. And suddenly, suddenly then they understood. Suddenly they remembered what Jesus was talking about. Remember? Remember, they, they, they remembered what Jesus, the, the crucifixion, they remembered all that. And they were like, wow, you know, we remember. But now they were filled with boldness. They were filled with authority. Peter, in one sermon, 3,000 people, in one sermon, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Something was activated in them. They became different. You know, they were hiding in a... They were hiding in the upper room, locking the doors. Who's that banging on the door? Is it the soldiers? Is it the people coming to get us? They were frightened. But here we have the Holy Spirit come on them. And suddenly the doors open. And they're stepping outside. And they're saying, listen to us. Listen to us. This is what happened. And they were bold declaring. You know, there's a, there's a small piece in, um, in Matthew 28. I think it's 28, 18. And... Uh, 28.16, and it says, Then the eleven disciples went into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Some doubted. Some doubted. And they doubted him, you know, after everything that I just shared. Like, they, they doubted seeing him. They, they doubted because they were in the flesh. But thank you, Jesus, for the day of Pentecost. Thank you for Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit came upon them. Thank you, Lord, that we are living in that church right now, that we are living in the days right now when we step into that, that new thing. We step into the new era. We step into the things that God has for us to step into, the power, the authority that we can walk in now. We thank you, Jesus, for that enlightenment that we have as spirit-filled people, that we can that we can move in that area, that we can that we can see miracles happen in our lives, in our families' lives, that we can walk in healing, that we can that we can walk in uh, the authority, that we can walk in the blessings of God that He has for us. 
because of the enlightenment that the Holy Spirit gives us. And as we read the Word of God, that when we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us, to bring more depth to what we are actually, who we are, that He reveals it to us, that He shows us who we are, that He shows us our purpose, that He shows us that we are sons and daughters of God, that we are royalty, that we have an amazing opportunity as we're on this earth to bring forth his purpose in our lives, for us to flow with him, to lay hands on the sick, to watch people recover, to bring freedom to people's lives, that addictions are blown away. You know, you're looking, you're looking at a miracle right here, a person who was a drug addict and an alcoholic, who didn't know any of this information. I didn't know any of this. And when I start, I came to Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit that came upon me, I was a new, cre- a new creature, a new creation. The Holy Spirit's power, he's life. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit in everything he did. He needed the Holy Spirit. It says in, uh, in Hebrews uh, 9.14 that this is Jesus saying that he offered himself to the Holy Spirit. He offered himself through the Holy Spirit, to come to the earth. What an amazing thing that Jesus offered himself through the Holy Spirit, that he had to dethrone himself of his power, of his authority. You know, that, that, that Jesus was the, the creator of the universe. He knew everything. He knows everything. Everything that we'll ever see or know or, or, or galaxies and planets and as big as your mind can even take in, that he knows and he created everything, created all, but yet he asked the Holy Spirit to dethrone him of his power, to take everything from him, to put him as a seed into Mary. Wow. Wow. And then he relied on the Holy Spirit on this earth. It says that the Holy Spirit was with Jesus as a child, that he gave him wisdom. Jesus grew up um, with wisdom. He was given wisdom by the Spirit as he grew up. He was led as a child by the Spirit. When he turned 30, in the Jordan, the Spirit came on him and anointed him for ministry. Then he was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness. Then he was protected from temptation by the Spirit as he endured the torment. Then he was led out by the Spirit. Then he started ministry by the Spirit. Everything was by the Spirit. He laid hands on the sick by the Spirit. Demons were cast out by the Spirit. Miracles happened by the Spirit. You know, it's so important that, that if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit. We need, to, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit for everything that we do. And again, the Holy Spirit will always lead us to Jesus. Always you know, testify of Jesus. Always, uh, you know, bring Jesus alive in us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you know, when we were in Romania, I love Romanians over here, directly across Ireland, you know. There's a, there's a flow going from Romania to Ireland, you know. When we were in Romania, and we were out in the streets one day, and, and we are just praying for the city, um, leading a, a team from the church, walking around, just saying, Holy Spirit, just show us. Show us what to do. Show us where to go. If somebody needs some prayer, show us. Well, immediately I went by this bus stop. The Holy Spirit just said, that woman over there, 
she needs prayer. So I went over to this woman. Now, this woman was surrounded by about 20 people at the bus stop. Life was going on. They were at the bus stop going to work or going shopping or, you know, whatever they were doing in their normal daily life. And the Holy Spirit said, go over to her. I went over. And before I even knew what to say, I just, you know, something came out of my, my mouth. Like, the problems that are going on in your family, between your sister and your brother-in-law, the Holy Spirit is, gonna, is right now healing that situation, bringing it to fruition, and there's going to be total restoration and total healing. Now, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't understand what it was, but all I knew is I was being obedient to what the Holy Spirit was telling me to do. With that, that lady cried. She broke down and she cried. And she was like looking at me and, and, and the person I was with um, from the church. And, you know, she was like hysterical, like crying, saying, how do you know this? How do you know, how do you know what's going on in my life? And, and it was like the Holy Spirit was just illuminating her in a whole city of people after bringing us from Ireland to this lady that morning. It's, it's incredible to imagine that Jesus loves people so much that he brought us to this place. And that lady that morning, he gave the words that set her free that morning because she was able to ask me about the Holy Spirit, about Jesus, I was able to share with her. And right there, before the bus came in front of 25 people, she gave her life to the Lord. And it was such an incredible moment of just Holy Spirit giving a word that sets somebody free. And that's how simple it is. When we are in tune and our ears are open to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying, he brings life and freedom and hope and liberty to people who are lost and are dying. And that's then the most amazing um, situation and, 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 and opportunities, opportunities that we have every day to bring that to people. It's powerful. I'm just going to share um, a little bit about the Holy Spirit in, in Ireland, okay? And obviously the Holy Spirit is, is the same everywhere. But I'm going to share a little bit about history in Ireland and the history of um, the, 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 the great revivals that happened 1,500 years ago in Ireland when, when um, you had the expansion of the, the, the Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire was, you know, was expanding from Italy and into uh, right across Europe into uh, Britannia. But Britannia and Wales were, were, were the same country at that stage. Um, you had to the north of Britannia, you had... Uh, Scoti, uh, or Scot Scoti land, and then to the west of Britannia, you had a place um, that the Romans labelled Hibernia, and Hibernia, which is Ireland, uh, they named it the land of perpetual winters. You know, now we know that we live in Ireland, and we know that when the Romans back then named Ireland, Hibernia, which means the land of perpetual winters, we know we feel that every year. We we feel that. Hibernia wind blowing every year and we have on the fire like nine months of the year and we have on our, our heavy coats so we know what the, what, why the Romans never invaded Ireland because they were fearful of that cold weather. We have conquered that cold weather. <laughs> but, you know, they named it Hibernia, the land of perpetual winters. And it was, a, uh, it was a name given to a land that was barbarian. 
you know, there was a lot of tribes in Ireland, a lot of tribal people. There was Druids. There was, like, witchcraft. There was pagans. You know, so this whole land was dark. It was demonic. You know, and, and it's quite interesting to see how, how God was moving in Europe back then, 1,500 years ago, in the 4th fourth and 5th century. You know, uh, there, there, there seemed to be civilization happening all over Europe. The Romans were expanding, bringing roads, bringing technology, bringing a certain amount of uh, literature, science, and, and, and civilization w- w- was changing. Um, but yet, the, the Romans, after 200 years, were being attacked, and, and the Goths, the G-O-T-H-S, Goths were attacking them. So they had to retreat back to Italy to defend you know, Italy and Rome. And as they retreated, obviously the, the, the garrisons that they had in Britannia uh, left gaps. And there was like uh, situations where raiding parties from different countries could invade and, and raid the, uh, the, the land. And, and it was in this one, one instance that uh, a raiding party from Ireland went to England and they, they, they took some people as uh, slaves. One of the slaves was a man called Patrick. And Patrick turned out to be uh, the liberator of, of Ireland for, um, uh, from a pagan nation to a Christian nation. His n- name is St. Patrick. And basically what he did, you know, by uh, being a slave in, in Ireland, he came to, uh, they brought him to a place called Slemish Mountain. And we've been to Slemish Mountain many times, uh, praying, praying around the area. And you feel, you feel that presence. You feel, you know, the, the, the presence of what was left there 1,500 years ago. You know, um, Patrick was a praying man. It said that he prayed up to 100 times in the, in, the, in, the, in the morning and 100 times in the afternoon. And these were spirit-filled prayers. Now, he was a captive in Slemish, on Slemish Mountain for six years. Now, that's over half a million spirit-filled prayers. So when you go to that mountain, you can feel something. We bring teams to that mountain and we pray because the Holy Spirit, something has been released in that land. So he, you know, Patrick then was a slave. Uh, He could have chosen to be bitter in that situation. He could have chosen to say, God, why me? Why did you pick me to be a slave? I'm here being a slave, and my life was so good. He was actually, his, his parents were, were Roman nobles in England. So they had nobility. They had a, a certain amount of, of good living. They had a certain amount of riches. And yet he was now in Ireland as a slave. Um, but yet he chose not to be bitter. He chose to pray. He chose to stand in the gap, not only for himself, but for people, the people of Ireland. And he started to pray. Well, after six years, he got uh, an opportunity for basically to, to run away, you know. And uh, he had an opportunity to, to flee uh, the captives and return via uh, a 200-mile trek uh, through Ireland, um, through forests and, and, and dangerous land. And um, he got to the port of Wexford, which is about 200 miles from where Slemish was. And as he got to, as he got to, uh, to Wexford... Uh, he met a captain of a ship. And, of course, the captains and people back then were pagan. So one of the pagan rituals were, you know, to, uh, to, for a male to suck another male's breast. You know, it was a horrible practice. But here's the thing about St. Patrick. A man who had been 
in captivity for six years, who had been kept under horrendous situations, uh, being out in the rain, the cold, the, the snow, the sleet, who traveled 200 miles by foot, suddenly is a, is a step away from his freedom. And all he's asked to do is to compromise a little bit, just compromise a small bit and fit in with the pagan traditions and the captain will allow you onto the boat for freedom. Isn't that sometimes how the enemy just puts situations to us? Just compromise a little bit, you know? You're so close, you've come so far, you've been in a situation where you've believed for this, you've believed for that, you can see the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, and then the enemy goes, but if you just compromise a little bit here. And, and, and you know, but Patrick said, no. He said, no, I'm not going to compromise. My God is, you know, I know who my God is. I will not compromise, whatever that takes. And, and the captain actually came around to his way of thinking, and they allowed him on, on board. I thought that was quite amazing that, that he had that, you know, he had that, that strongness in his, in his, as a person, as a character, that he could, you know, Whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to compromise. So, to make a long story short, he, he gets back to, uh, to England. He's in England, and then he has a, uh, a vision of an angel, an angel called Victoricus, and the, and, which means victory. Uh, Victoricus comes to him and says, you've got to go back to, to Ireland. The, the cry of the people needs you to, to set them free. So Patrick returns to Ireland, and... Um, he he uh, he has an amazing encounter uh, with the pagan king, uh, King Leary, on uh, on a hill called Slain, the Hill of Slain, which we you know we, we go to many times, you know, and um, and basically what happens is uh, King Leary he's a he's a druid. Um, they sacrifice uh, every year. They sacrifice um, f- uh, fire, they, uh, lit, light fire bonfires to the pagan god, and King Leary is the only person who can do this. But, but Patrick defies the king, lights his own fire. But he calls down the fire of God to light his fire. And, you know, um, King Leary, of course, dispatches some soldiers over to see who's, who is this person defying the king. Eventually the king comes, and Patrick, you know, gives him the gospel. The king falls to his, his knees, and Patrick is, uh, leads him to the Lord. And then that opens the doorway for uh, for Patrick to go from village to village to bring the gospel, you know and that's why it says that Ireland is one of the only countries in the world where the gospel was introduced without bloodshed. There was no bloodshed, no wars to bring the gospel. That people were set free. Um, that th- that the gospel spread around the whole country. That um, there was like over uh, he led over uh, three hundred uh, bishops and over 7,000 churches, and, and it was just amazing that this, uh, this happened in the land which was labeled the land of perpetual winters. Now it was alive with the gospel. And over, coming, over the next couple of hundred years, as yeah, the, the, the gospel was spread throughout Ireland, there was a revival. There was a, there was a revival happening. And that's why you'll hear that, the, that Ireland, some of you may know, some not, that Ireland was referred to as the land of saints and scholars. Because people were coming down from, <coughs> from all over Europe. They were coming to learn, to see what was happening in Ireland. A place once forgotten, it looked like, by God, which now was on fire. And now was exporting people uh, with the gospel fully loaded to places like 
England and Scotland and Wales, which which were which was uh, hundreds of years previous, which was uh, Roman civilization, which 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 had crumbled because of the invasions of the Saxons and and the Normans and and barbarian, barbarianism now was invading the land that used to be civilized, and God was 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 again igniting from Ireland uh, into England, into France, into Wales, into Scotland into Spain, bringing back his fire, bringing back the gospel, bringing back enlightenment, bringing back hope, bringing back the, the, the fullness of what God had intended for that region. So, you know, I, I, we're just, we're excited because of those missionaries who came to Ireland to, 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 to study the gospel, to, to, to be engrossed in the gospel, and then, and then were sent forth into other nations. And that's we believe that we're, we're the seeds of that. You know, now that we are missionaries in Ireland and, and, you know, God is using us to go to other countries. God is using us to go to other places and bring the fire again to relight and to reignite and to rekindle flames in people's hearts, to rekindle that fire that once was lost, but the fire again is coming back, the fire again. And this great nation of America as well, the, the, the fire that is here, the fire that was here, you know, years ago is being rekindled again. That, that men and women are stepping up and understanding. They've had enough of what, of what the past is like. And they're stepping into, again, a rekindling of fire, a rekindling of, of, of hope, a rekindling uh, that they're understanding that, that you are the sons and daughters who are going to make a difference and going to make a change in this land. That's why God has called you here in this place to start and, and to... And you, you guys are already doing this, but to, to bring forth that fire and that flame again to rise again. So, so we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for what you are doing, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you are with us, Lord. That God, if God is with us, who can be against us? We can do anything. That we are children of God. That we are set on fire, Lord. We thank you for that fire to burn again, Lord. That fire to burn a flame, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you charge us. That you charge us up again, Lord, today in this day, that we are become the men, become the women of God that you have called us to be. That we rise up, that we understand our identity in you, that we understand that we are called to make a difference in this land, in this city, in this town, in this region. That when we stand up, that when we understand who we are, that demons flee, that demons cannot stand around us, that cancer has to flee, that mental torment has to flee. We thank you, Lord, that sickness has to flee because you, Lord, you, Holy Spirit, have given us power and authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and demons and nothing shall by any means hurt us. We thank you, Lord, that we are walking with you, that you are giving us new insight, new revelation, that we are stepping into this new era fully loaded with you, Lord, that you are guiding us and leading us and teaching us new things, that you are showing us new things in the word that as we step out lord that your power goes before us we thank you lord that you have made every crooked path straight in our lives lord that we flow with you we thank you that you've chosen us we thank you that you have called us we thank you father that our futures are bright with you because you give us the hope you are the one you are you give us the glory to walk with you lord we thank you jesus we thank you lord for our lives 
lives are in you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done in and through us. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done in and through our families. We thank you, Lord, that we even call to those right now in in, in the earshot of our voice right now to be awakened in Woodward. For those who have not come into the kingdom yet, the sons and daughters, we say be awakened this morning. Be awakened in your spirit this morning. Hear the word of the Lord is calling you. We thank you, Jesus, that people will come from the north, the south, the east, and the west, from all around Woodward to be here, Lord, to understand their purpose and their identity in you, Father. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you what you're doing. We love you for what you're doing in our lives, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, you know, we just love to give anybody the opportunity to receive Jesus. If they haven't received Jesus for the first time, if you've never received Jesus, if you've never invited Jesus into your heart, this would be an amazing time. This would be an amazing time to to join with this Irishman who's come all the way to pray with you, to join with him, and, and you know, for me to pray with you, to 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 lead you into the arms of Jesus, for him to take care of you, for him to to wrap his arms around you and say, hey, for the rest of your days on this earth, you're with me. You're covered. You're anointed. I'm going to lead you into places. I'm going to bring you to places that you've never even imagined or dreamed. And then when you slip out from this life, you'll be in my arms forever in eternity. You'll be with me in eternity. If I could just ask everybody just to close their eyes. And for anybody who wants to receive Jesus for the first time into their hearts, just slip up your hand. Just raise your hand right now, and I'll pray with you right now. I want to just pray with you a quick prayer to release those things into your life, to step into the kingdom. This is your day. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I see those hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else here this day? All heaven is rejoicing right now. Heaven is rejoicing right now. We just thank you, Lord. Well, let's just quickly pray with those people who put their hands up. and Let's welcome them into the kingdom. So let's just everybody just say this prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Lord, I ask you, Lord, into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. I renounce Satan. And all his cohorts. I thank you, Lord, for going into hell and defeating the enemy. And raising again three days later. Lord, you're in my heart now and I love you. Make the things real to me, Lord. That I read in the Bible. Bring them to life. I love you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you love me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, just give those people who raised their hands a a hand clap. And this is an amazing day. Amazing day. Your life is just beginning. This is your new birthday today, the 30th of July. 
2017 is your new birthday. Remember that. I'm telling you. This is the day that everything changes for you. It changed for me. Everything in my life changed the day I gave my life to the Lord. It's an amazing walk. Well, you know, we would like just to, as well, we're going to be here just to minister with people. Um, so the altar is going to be open. If you need prayer, if you need prayer in any area, we're here to pray with you. God has sent us here to pray with you. That's a huge part of our ministry is to pray with you, to release, you know, what God has put inside us. If it's healing, if it's, if it's hope, if, if there's something that you need for us to come into agreement with, to, to resurrect a, a dream or a hope or a plan or, or, you know, something maybe that the enemy has quashed, uh, something that has a, 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 an idea that hasn't started because somebody has said, no, you'll never do that. Well, we're saying, yes, you will do it. Because the Holy Spirit is saying, yes, you will do it. You have been created for a purpose. And he will bring that. You, he will bring you to a place to fulfill that purpose. So if there's something that you need in your body, healing, or maybe a, a friend that you, you need to pray for, that we can pray and agree with you, that we are here to pray with you. So we would ask you to... I'm going to have you guys move this podium. Listen, if you have children, you're welcome to get your children. We're going to dismiss, but here's what I want you to know. That if you need prayer, just kind of hang around. Just kind of hang around, and they're going to be able to minister here today. But if you have your children and you want to go ahead and grab your children, grab them. If you want to bring them back in and sit in here, that's great too. But we just want to be able to pray a blessing over you and just release you today. Those that receive the Lord today, if you will come to see me, I have a gift for you. Will you guys just stand? Will you stand to your feet? And Mark and Cynthia are going to come just for whatever prayer needs that you have. If you would, I would rather have you guys just kind of come to the middle aisle, and that way we can release you as, as they're done praying for some people. But we want to pray for you. What a, what a great word. We, we, I could just see connection with us in Ireland. Not only the connection with the land, but the connection with the heritage of, of St. Patrick and, and, and the godly thing that has taken place there. Because how many of you know it's a new time? We're in a new era. We're in a new stage of development. There's something fresh that's happening. Can't you see it? Can't you get it? You got to grab a hold of it. You got you to gotta see it. He's going to make ways in the middle of the desert. He's going to begin to bring forth rivers. He's going to bring you out of the badlands and change the situations and circumstances that you're in. Let's pray for you as we dismiss this morning. God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have ascended today. That you release your goodness, you release release your goodness, you release your kingdom right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading and guiding and directing us. We thank you for bringing comfort where there needs to be comfort. We thank you for bringing conviction where there needs to be conviction. We thank you for bringing healing where there needs to be healing. We thank you for bringing revelation where there needs to be revelation. We thank you that you're wooing us even today to be closer with you. I ask you, God, to relight, to reignite, refire within us the desire that you've placed there. We stir that up. We say, Holy Spirit, begin to teach us, begin to illuminate things in our lives, to begin to bring us into our destiny and plan and purpose as children of the Most High God. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.
Let's give the Lord a mighty shout, a hand clap of praise today. Listen, as you guys are dismissed this morning, just just be be quietly being dismissed, but but let allow the Lord just to begin to to bring forth those that are beginning to need prayer this morning. So we want you just to come for prayer this morning, if you will. Come forward. God bless you.